Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in April and May, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Monte Cristo, Especialis No. 2, San Cristobal de la Habana, El Principe, Cohiba, Siglo 5, H. Upman, Half Corona, and Hoyo de Monterey, Double Corona. And for New Worlds, we've got E.P. Carillo, Allegiance, in Sidekick, Davidoff, Late Hour, in Robusto, Aging Room Quattro, Nicaragua Sonata, in Maestro, Dunbarton, Tobacco and Trust, Sin Compromiso, Selección No. 4, and the Davidoff, Winston Churchill, in Bellicoso, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica 5 Cigar Company. It's a handcrafted and artisan story built with a strong foundation by two legends, Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame, and Cuban master blender Hamlet Paredes. The entire line is crafted by Rob and Hamlet and refined with feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can jump on the FOH forum right now and post reviews and comments that go straight to the powers that be. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners. Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off Puro Desnudo Ninfas N7, five packs and 50 count bundles using promo code FAB5, that's F-A-B-5, right now at Fabrica005.com. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over 125 bucks US. This offer only lasts one more week. Again, use code FAB5 for 10% off Ninfa's five packs and 50 count bundles for the next week at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order Fabrica5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Senator, Grinder, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some bourbon, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 73rd official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss Jose Garcia's wide range of influence. We share our thoughts on the best cigar storage conditions and cigar freezing protocols. And we discuss the Cuban World Baseball Classic Defector, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair Basil Hayden's Kentucky Bourbon with the Don Pepin Garcia Blue in Lancero. A beautiful Lancero is from Don Pepin Garcia tonight. It's the blue label. It's a seven and a half inch cigar, 38 ring gauge, of course. Continuing in our series of doing long skinnies on the pod, uh, which I think is coming to a close soon because we're running out. It's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, and we've actually had some listeners like, hey, we need to do some big sticks. <sighs> we need to do some big sticks. So we'll get, we're going to get into the uh, higher ring gauge stuff soon. But tonight we have a three banded, beautiful cigar uh, from Ecuador and Nicaragua, right? Is the origin of this thing? Yeah. Ecuadorian wrapper. Ecuadorian wrapper and Nicaraguan binder and filler. Yeah. Looks really good. Smells really nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. We used to have foot band, so it has one of our, our the famous... <laughs> Any scotch tape foot there? Band. There is scotch tape, <laughs> but it slides right off. So it comes no, off uh, rather easily. This yeah, there's true. no torture in the, uh, in the foot as band. As long as it comes off easily, I'm okay with it because it kind of protects the foot. Agreed. 
right? Yep. So. This is the first foot band, though, that's actually come off. Easy. Yeah. I don't mind this off. at all. Yeah. Don Pepin like Garcia this? needs to talk to the EP Carrillo people. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and advise them on how to apply <laughs> a Scotch tape foot band without destroying the wrapper. They, I've, <laughs> too many of those cigars I've had to mangle because of the Scotch tape. <laughs> it's just unfortunate and unnecessary. All right, boys, let's cut this thing. See, we're getting on the cold draw of the wrapper. Also, I don't think you need it because it comes in a cellophane. If it didn't come in a cellophane. It does seem redundant, right? Yeah. And especially with a cigar that has a wrapper that looks like it, it, it's a really nice looking cigar. It's a beautiful cigar. Like, I, I don't see why it's necessary, but. Draws wide open. Yeah. So I've only had one of these. Senator gave me one. I know uh, Rooster's really been enjoying these. Senator, too. Mm. Have you guys been having them, Grinder, Bam? I've had I've, one. Mm. I've had one recently. Compliments to Senator. This is. The cold draw is really unique. This is on the top, I think, 10 of the New Worlds for sure, mm. for me. I'm getting like a, a an odd kind of cocoa, which is really nice. I know it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah, like a faint white chocolate type of thing I'm getting. I almost get like a minty thing too. Mm. Not, not me. Almost like a, a little mint chocolate chip. A York peppermint patty. That's what I was just about to say. Mm, a little York be, peppermint patty. That could be the cedar. Could be. Could be. I think that could be the cedar. Yeah. Very nice cigar. Your awesome. palates are so refined. Oh, yeah. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It might be the York peppermint patty I just had before the recording. but That don't help. No. <laughs> All right, boys, let's light this thing. The Don Pepin Garcia, blue label Lancero. Again, it's 38 ring gauge by seven and a half inches. You know, as we light this, you can't light this with a true torch. It's got to be a gentle flame. Yeah, you got to take it easy. I really just back off my butane. Soft flame. It's got to be very soft, yeah. Man, we really riled up the listeners with our soft flame versus uh, butane jet discussion. Well, that's... It's very, very... Uh, you got to apply polar force. topic. You apply force when it's needed. Not, No pun intended. What would be funny about I'm that? I'm not sure why that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny? Because it's you, Bam. I love you. <laughs> Really nice oh, on the light. It's delicious. It's delicious. I'm getting some pretty deep cocoa, some cedar. It's really quite nice. Still, I am getting a little pepper. Yeah, a little back. pepper. It was yeah. Just a little bit of spice. I also, just the construction. I mean, we were talking about all the bands and the foot band and all that, but the construction on this thing for the price point it's flawless, it's flawless. So what I mean, is this eight bucks yeah i was about to ask how yeah, much is nine this? Eight, wow. nine it's wow. incredible it's yeah. a nine dollar fundy you said that about the my father and you this, weren't this you, one too you weren't wrong <laughs> and they're from the I same think, fa- they're from the same think, family right? i think me and senator had this when i first got it i had one then i gave him one yeah and i remember him saying this reminds him more, more of a fundy. To me, more of a this fundy, is more fundy like more than like the my cuban father. flavor out yeah. of this cigar than the my father number four lancero that we had the lens, the my father is for me. There's more earth tone, which you don't get in a lot of Cubans. But in this one, I'm getting a lot of dried fruit, cocoa, which you get in yeah. some of the more premium some Cubans. sweet notes. I agree with that, right? And I think this is a little bit on the fuller side compared to the my father as well. 100%. But smooth delivery, smooth. Yeah, on the light, I would say it's medium, firmly yeah. medium. Yeah, I actually think that this is a little bit lighter for some reason than the my father. Really? I don't think this has more body than that does. I actually forgot how good this cigar is. It's really nice on the Dude. light. The the smoke is uh it's a thick, really nice smoke, great combustion. Of, yeah. uh, and you know, we love that, especially out of a thinner ring gauge cigar like this. 
to have the combustion that we that this is putting out is is really really nice. Yeah. I have some weird like leather in the in the retro hail for me. Yeah, I haven't tried the retro yet. Weird oh, in yeah. a good way. In a, and a in little a very, spice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. spice yeah. and leather. Yeah, this is really. I can't believe that this is nine dollars. Like that's crazy to me. It's yeah. crazy when a funded funded doors now is selling. I think for eighty five a stick. <laughs> I mean the Cohiba Lancero same. I mean and. Look at the experience we had with the Fundy a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was, you know, kind of hit or miss. Y'all broke my heart with that one, but um, I get it. I just think it was a kind of a dud of a box. Yeah. From the yeah. point of view of the Vitola, there is nothing more elegant than a Lancero. I just love holding it in my hand it like just, this, like a pencil. It yeah. elevates the experience. And, Rooster, you look much sexier with a Lancero in your hand than you do a Robusta. Thank you, sir. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you do look good. Does he look good? He looks very civilized. Look Does it look better on my with my left hand or my right hand? No, just your left mm. hand. The way left you hold it, left better with the four finger. Like you have a three, four finger. I gotta move this table to my right then. <laughs> <laughs> you see how Senator's holding? He's got three fingers on what? I'm I'm trying to. I like that. I like. See, that. this is what yeah, I, I do. I do this too. Oh, like you're painting a canvas. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> this like is a, like I do that with a larger ring gauge, but for some reason with a smaller one, I kind of go like this. Hold it and just admire it. I don't know. Right. It's, how about it's right. different? How about the you know? Light? I got a lot of jokes on that one. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's everyone has their own fingerprint. Everyone has their own unique way of holding cigars. It's true. Yeah. You know how? How do you? How I'm curious to hear the this. listeners how they. Yeah. You know, what are their signature marks? You know. One finger here. Oh, so you do the thumb and pinky Pretty under. Long. Yeah. Thumb right. and pinky under. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah, it looks a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. He just gave us another finger. <laughs> <laughs> An additional finger came into play. A sixth finger. Yeah, this is really, really nice on the light, man. Or this. It's like a pencil. The distinguished gentleman you are. I'm pretty much always like this, actually. Right. Like the, Like holding it like a... Like a like a, cue, like a like a like a like a Mont Blanc cue, yeah. a Mont Blanc in your hand. Yeah, not a pool cue actually. That's like a pencil kind of. I've been smoking a lot of Lanceros. I mean, even outside of the pod, we've obviously done a pretty long block of uh, Lanceros and uh, and and Lonsdales. But I've just been really reaching for the Lancero. It just give, it's yeah. that perfect amount of time. When I sit down, I usually have that like hour and a half, hour forty five. It's like perfect. Yep. You know, especially at home, reading the Kindle or whatever. It's awesome. Yeah, it's the way to go. It's really, really nice. So uh, Don Papin Garcia, Jose Garcia is his real name. He is the blender for uh, My Father Cigars. And this came out of the My Father Cigar factory. Uh, and you said that it was manufactured in Miami, Rooster? Miami, yeah. It's a small factory called uh, El Rey Dos Habanos. Okay. In Miami, there's only about a dozen rollers. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I assume they... Do have a factory in Nicaragua that they roll, you know, the rest of the cigars, mm. but this particular one is rolled. Interesting. So he also has done uh, Tatuaje, Flor de las Antillas, yeah. yeah, and then one I wasn't sure. I guess it's the DPG, the Don Pepin Garcia Cuban Classic is another line of his. Not familiar with it, but um, obviously a very very popular blender and manufacturer of cigars in the mm. industry. Mm. Uh, and no surprise. I mean, that My Father number 4 we had was amazing. Off the charts. This is really starting off great. Sure. Yeah. Warped. Warped. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. good. Uh, that was excellent. The Warped was amazing. That was a Lonsdale, though. Yeah. Right? Yes. The Maestro del Tiempo. But that's not his. That's no. a right. younger guy with a big beard. Uh, his name is escaping me. I think his name's Nick. Okay. 
the smoke, the flavor of that smoke. Mm, the aroma is delicious. The, it's outstanding. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing I like about this cigar. The smoke output is really nice. Mm -hmm. I think all of us like Lanceros, but one of the things that makes me hesitate sometimes to pull a Lancero is just the risk that the draw is going to be tight and I'm yeah. not going to get a lot of smoke output. It's true. So um, I'm always thinking about that, but I love with this cigar. I mean, the draw is wide open, lots of smoke. It, it kind of can fit at any moment or time. Mm -hmm. You know, I really wish that Padron made a Lancero in oh. the 64 line. Well, the that um, great. that Menarca that they have is yeah, kinda, I think that's a Lonsdale. It is, but from the point of view of the ring gauge and length, yeah, it gives you a similar experience. I just wish it was like even if it was yeah. a box press, oh, a yeah. box press thirty eight, that'd be amazing. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I'm start, I'm starting to see a lot of Lanceros coming up though. Really, like Davidoff, yeah. you know, the Millennium is coming up. We can't they wait. just did the signature number one. Can't wait yeah. for that. Millennium. So yeah, so see, Millennium Lancero is a new one coming out, right? That's coming out. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. That will be a April, tremendous April, hit. Mid April, April sixth. Yeah. So, should be a yeah. tremendous hit. Can you like pre-order them? Yeah. We should do that. Not everywhere, but some places. Mm. We should I do found, that. I found one site. I'll send a link. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We should get them for the pod because we love the the Millennium. Pyramid, obviously baby? A pyramid. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to try that. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the Signature Number 1. I guess we'll do that at some point on the pod, but you mm -hmm. guys love that cigar. We do. It's excellent. Yeah. yeah it's an excellent morning, midday cigar. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of cedar. Yeah, and I get... You're going to laugh, but I do get citrus. citrus. I do. Citrus. I and, do. And it's very creamy. For it's the listeners there. playing Bam Bam Bingo, you can mark your I, citrus. I get citrus. <laughs> I get Check. citrus. <laughs> totally. Yeah, right? There's probably no cigar that you don't get citrus out of. <laughs> that is absolutely not true. That is <laughs> categorically incorrect. <laughs> I, just, I just can't believe they manufacture and sell these cigars for nine bucks. I can't get over it. Yeah. I mean, the value... Even if this performs... Don't say that too loud. We don't want the price to go up. Yeah, well, the rest of the industry is certainly trending that way. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of New World cigars like this, though, that are sleepers. That yeah. We, yeah, and we've found so many we of them. Need we need to have. engage with we because, do. you know, there's a lot of great manufacturers out there. There's a lot of great people who know their tobacco, who are rolling tobacco, know how to roll it the right, right way. Yeah, and are in it for the right reason, not just like a marketing scheme. Yeah, send you know? us recommendations. So yeah, we'd we've love gotten to try something. Oh, we've man. actually got some yeah. listener recommendations coming up. The one that that I, that's that's in the queue is the you know we love the Illusion Cruzado Robusto. Yeah. So we have uh, what they call the Holy Lance, which is a Maduro Lancero from Illusion. Love we have that names. coming up in a in a few weeks. I'm really excited for that. You know what? That, I'm excited for the uh, Drew Estate Year of the Rabbit. Did you see that? No. Is it the year of the rabbit? Mm. Yeah, that's that, it is the year of the um, this year. They have them only available in Hong Kong right now. Um, I don't know why or how, but only available there. I didn't even and know then, Drew Estate distributed to Hong Kong. Wow. Yeah. I, They're big in Asia. Yeah. And and yeah. um my um my mentor and friend, he he got a box of them because of his uh connection at Drew Estate. Awesome. And he said they were fantastic. Very T fifty two. And what, what what was the size on those? Um, it wasn't a Lancero, was it? No, 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 no. Oh, it wasn't okay. Lancero. Okay, I was just speaking generally about New Worlds. To Rooster's point earlier, though, about a lot of Lanceros coming out. I mean, it's kind of funny when you think about it. it. It's like Cuban cigars are trending with larger ring gauges coming out, like all these new limited releases they're putting out, and New World cigars 
It's like they're going in the opposite direction, True. all these Lanceros. Yeah. 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 Which I like. Well, as Grinder says, Habanos is just five years behind of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, well, they so can't spell. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a problem. They can't spell connoisseur. That's no. That's a damn shame. <laughs> Not sure about the pairing tonight, though. Should we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about it. That's the elephant in the room. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's shitting on this fucking bourbon. Wow. It's honestly, it has gotten better. Let's see. So we have Basil Hayden, a very, let's just say it's a very popular oh, yeah. bourbon. It oh, is. Yeah. Extremely. It's very popular. Yeah. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey from Basil Hayden tonight. Yep. Getting a lot of floral on this. Very strong floral notes. Yeah. It's just, um, it's, to me, it's, a, it's just weak. It's very light. It's very light and weak. Um, I was going to say that I thought maybe I watered mine down too much. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, because I intentionally, I took a sip right when it was poured before the ice could take over. Yeah. And um, immediately, just very thin, yeah. very light. No legs I, at all. I'll be no. honest. I'm, I'm not, like, not digging the, the harshness of bourbon recently. I kind of like it. Oh. I'm a little, I'm, I, I, didn't, I didn't shit on it because, I shit on it because of memory. Yeah. It's not so bad. I used to drink my, quite a bit of Basil Hayden. Yeah, I mean, is that right? You? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, about uh, ten years ago. Okay. I think if you're if you're if you don't like a, a sharp, you know, if you're averse to the harshness of of a bourbon, um, this might be a good this might be a good run for you. Mm. Yeah. I think to Grinder's point, like it's a it's probably a good starter bourbon. Like it it doesn't drink bold or aggressive, and even having this now, I'm just thinking about like. If I had to drink this, when would I drink it? Like this would work in the summer. It's so light and floral, like Bam was saying. I mean, yeah. it, it it really kind of slots in in certain places. Yeah, Bam's not sold though. <laughs> he's he's yeah. mulling it over. He's, <laughs> like, he's doing almost. <laughs> no, I'm not. But it's the potpourri nature of it that kind of makes my um, stomach turn a little bit. Mm. It's very potpourri. Do you think it would pair with a different cigar better? I don't know. Probably one with some citrus in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I need a citrusy cigar. Number More one. Citrus. There you go. <laughs> so this is owned by the Jim Beam company, Beam Suntory. It's Massive. brewed at, uh, yeah, it's the, I mean, they make a ton of this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's very, very popular. It was only 33 bucks. Yep. Wow. So, you know, for Hence a light it's popularity. Like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People love it, you know? Yeah. I see a lot of people drinking this, especially like so you know, on. people love it at like a like a happy hour after you know before dinner type thing. Mm. You know, the bottle actually looks pretty nice. Mm. It yeah, is actually. I think they just that. redesigned it recently. I think they in the last couple of years. I think they did a full redesign. But I like the copper, the copper band thing. on it with the the silver BH logo. I assure you, that's kind of classy. I, well, yeah. I I assumed, <laughs> Bam, but. Trying to paint a picture for the listeners. I here. got well, Let's throw with it with my Lancero <laughs> paintbrush. <laughs> Let, let's throw it on the floor and make sure it doesn't break yeah. like that, that tiger thing. The yeah, the oh, dragon on God. the uh, that that was garbage. That was garbage. But this is pretty good. I you know it's it's thin. Is it's it bringing weak. memories back for you? Yeah, not good ones. Oh, <laughs> do share. <laughs> you can imagine. We like the good and the bad here. <laughs> We'll have his sink on the podcast <laughs> next. <laughs> we'll get all the stories. You're going to need a lot of Hazel Hayden's. He was doing there. a lot of payroll I, that week. Yeah. <laughs> You're, don't laugh. This will get you to the sink really quick. By the way, for the listener who's uh, uninitiated on the roast of Gizmo, I don't remember what episode it was. Uh, quite a while ago, in 22. Uh, well, we know what episode it was. It was the episode that we reviewed, Shivas 18. Shivas 18. Just look for that in the episode notes. <laughs> Just look for it. Thank you, uh, Senator. 
<laughs> quick. That, that was quick. Draw there. He'll never forget that. He played the. He had that plumbing bill to pay. Yeah. He put his overalls on and took care of things. It's all coming back to me. So the one thing we didn't mention, uh, Rooster, I'm surprised about the cigar is that it has a pigtail. Yeah, which yeah. you are so fond of. Yes, you know, kind of classic love, to love the Cohiba Lancero. Yeah, yep. Um, which we're going to do on an upcoming episode as well. See how Cuba fares in the battle. But um, I almost want to find a cigar with a pigtail that's bad, and just to see what Rooster rates it. <laughs> I've I'm never seen him say a bad I'm thing. Give about it a, a nine. A pigtail. <laughs> it's well, a seven, just, but the pigtail makes just, it an eight point five. Pigtail gets an extra point. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, some of the best cigars in the world have uh, pigtails. Bejiques. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It's true. That's the reason. You know what's weird, actually? Man, this is a question that I really need to get an answer to at some point. What makes a cigar company decide to use and roll a pigtail on a certain cigar versus another? I think my understanding is that the Cohiba Lancero, the uh, Liquito number one, uh, came with a pigtail. It was, you know, it was that was kind of its classic to the Cohiba Lancero. And I think that. These sizes are imitations, just in size, of the Cohiba Lancero. But the Bahike 52 and 54 yeah, ring gauge have a that's, pigtail. That's yeah. true. Usually you would see pigtails on smaller ring gauges, I think mm-hmm. maybe because of aesthetics. or uh, Maybe. And, but, yeah, I don't There's know why this one on Bahike. Yeah. Like great. even the Davidoff Dominicana, does that have a pigtail? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. And that's like yeah. a 52. I know. It's weird. It's good. It'd be good to get an yeah. answer. I, I would love to know. It might just yeah, be tradition. what makes them decide. Yeah. Or they that. think it's classier or a little more elegant with the pigtail on. Giz, call Habano Sese. They'll give you an answer. I will. I'll call them tomorrow morning. Yeah, call your guy. Yeah. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> That's how I get quickly banned from the Habano Festival. No, I mean. Them figuring out who I am. <laughs> so I, I don't think that despite what I came into this episode thinking, I don't think this is a bad pairing. I, I think that the cigar is, is going to outpunch the bourbon, but it, it's working for me. I'm okay with it. It's uh, it's also a very readily accessible bourbon, right? Yes. You can get it anywhere. Yeah. It's very cheap. And um, yeah, it, yeah in a cheap. pinch, it'll do. So this was uh, originally distilled in 1992, the Basil Hayden brand, and uh, by the Hayden family. And I guess it was acquired at some point by Jim Beam, I'm assuming in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. And that's, you know, alongside the bourbon boom, this was one of the brands. I guess this is still a boutique brand in some way. Um, certainly a name. I don't know about it anymore, but, um, you know, it certainly rose to the, what it is now, I would say in the last 10 years. Yeah. 15 years. Yeah, I mean, it's basically in every single bar. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, gonna say, it really yeah. is. Like, you, you would struggle not to find it in a bar. <laughs> I can't get over how good this is. It's just, I feel like we're not even into the second third. We're still in the, well into the first third. And I feel like it's already changing in a really, really positive it's way. It's truly delicious. Yeah, it really is. I love, love the wrapper on this. Oh yeah, it's so smooth. Yeah, right. There's two bands on it. Aside from the foot band, we already took off. There's a really ornate uh, blue, various blues, gold band. Don Pepin Garcia, and then underneath it, there's a thin band that just says the word original. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's the original line of his. Uh, it's the original Fundadoris. The original Fundy. <laughs> they have Fundadoris in the name for this product. It's really no. bizarre. Do they really? I swear mm-hmm. to God. Come on. It's Google, on the box? Google. I just read it. Yeah. Google really? it. Yeah. yeah. When you look it up, the, the name shows up. What does that word mean? Is there a meaning to the fun, word Fundadoris? Oh, in, in Spanish? Yeah. Fundamental. 
Ah, is that right? Okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Google. Don't ask a question unless you know the answer to it. Founders is the founders, literal yeah, translation. Founders, yeah. that's close. Founders. But a lot of things when you search the cigarettes is Don Pepin Garcia Blue Label Fundadores. Mm. But on that, I'm actually very curious. Based on the flavor notes you're getting in this first first quarter, let's say, of the cigar, do you get Cuban-esque notes? I yeah. do, absolutely. Yes. yes. It I, doesn't taste like a Cuban, but no. it is... It has notes that a Cuban has. Well, for everything we discussed like a few minutes ago, the fruit and, um, you know, that light cocoa. I just yeah. say that because I really think that this smokes more like a Cuban than the My Father Lancero. I agree did. with you so far. No like doubt. that we, I would pick out instantly, yeah. so obviously New World, where this I would like think about it for a second. It resonates. Yeah. I remember when you said that in, in that, that review in that pod, and uh, I hadn't, I don't, you know, the it didn't connect to me you know at that time but here i definitely definitely resonates now if i had to ask you which one you like better the my father and this guy oh, oh we this just, guy we yeah. just started that. yeah as yeah as yeah. of right this moment right the this cigar moment. yeah i i think i think this one but i really do like the my father number four but i'm gonna oh, reach for these two in different situations uh, yeah i'm ha i like this so far much more than but I do the to senator's point what the there was there was a rub on that cigar i believe because it didn't finish very well right no, it finished. Oh great. no, it finished. It, 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 it finished. finished it finished stronger. Sorry. Yeah, beautifully. So, actually, you know, we'll I think, see. I think right? the only one who didn't love that cigar was uh, Puba. Puba. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too that I think needs to be noted for Nicaraguan tobacco is how it, this isn't very Nicaraguan no, to it's me. No, no, great point. Like if you told me this point. was Ecuadorian through and through, if this was Dominican through and through, I would believe you. You know, but the fact that these manufacturers are finding ways to use Nicaraguan tobacco to create something that's maybe as close to Cuban in this size that we've had so far. Yeah. Is pretty shocking to me. Curious if the seed is is Cuban, Cuban seed. So I I've 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 wondered sometimes because oftentimes, you know, a lot of Dominican manufacturers and growers will say, you know, we have Cuban seed tobacco, right? Or wherever. Um, but it never tastes like Cuban no. cigars, right? Because yeah. it's the soil. It's the soil. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are you what are you actually saying by you have Cuban seeds? It's a marketing, marketing ploy. Marketing. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's like saying you're going to take some vine of Cabernet grapes from Napa and plant it in New Jersey, and it's going to taste like a Napa cat. I mean, it's yeah. like all the soil, the yeah. climate. So this is, imagine? by the way, this is Cuban seed. <laughs> it is Cuban seed. It is Cuban seed grown, grown in Nicaragua. But yeah. I just don't think that that matters because we've no. had so many Cuban seeds sure. that they taste nothing like it. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like we said, it's a marketing play. Yeah. Yeah, this is really relaxing. I mean, nonetheless, it's very good. It's so good. It's, it is delicious. No matter whatever, however they blended it, I mean, it's delicious. Delicious. Yeah. The fact that I could sell one of my boxes of Fundadores right now and buy 10 boxes of these <laughs> is... Are you going to do that? I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm. It, this is really great. Yeah. Well, you're not going to you do, do that. You would do that? He's not going to You wouldn't do that. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I mean, just the fact that, you know, you're paying like $40, $50, $60 for some of those Cuban Lanceros and Lonsdales, and this is like under 10 bucks. Yeah. And the amount of satisfaction you get out of this, it's... Off the charts. And I smoke a lot of these, the construction... Every time Flawless, in yeah. every one is perfect. Never yeah. a bad one. Nope. That's when never the case with a funding. When you pull a Cuban Lancero or Lonsdale, 
you're stressing a little bit that it's not going to draw. Like it's absolutely in the back of my mind. Every time I stand at my tower, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that. And we put a little asterisk in my mind that this (laughs) might not go well. That very expensive Cuban lens. Exactly. Oh yeah. You know, and then plus if it's not kept absolutely perfectly at the right humidity, then, you know, there's more moisture and then it even tightens up more. It's just like, It's, it's a recipe for disaster. That's a heartbreak. Another reason why that price increase is just crowding out the people you want to not crowd out. Yeah. Because because people that know are going to look at that and be like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have an attrition rate that's higher than normal. And I'm paying all this for 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 stuff that I'm going to throw away. Therefore, the, pr- the actual price per cigar is going up. Yeah. yeah, but I wonder if it's going to backfire, you know, on Havana's one day and people are just going to realize like. Hope so. I mean, that's why. I mean, look at us. Yeah, we're we're the prime candidates for having a, an absolute change in experience and change of heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all of us are coming in here with new world lanceros on a weekly, even daily basis that are not Cuban. Yeah, that, says says the one that's got a hundred boxes of Cohiba. In his <laughs> that's not true. That is not true. Have you run out of space? No. <laughs> no, I'm doing God, good. God bless you. Yeah. Doing all right. I may sell some stuff, get some customs. We'll see, but I'm not. La- I, we'll ask you next month. I am not going mm-hmm. to outgrow. How, I'm not going to outgrow my vault. How's the freeze been working out for you? The freeze was great. How long did that last? Two hours? <laughs> so, oh, you, I thought you were saying the freeze protocol. My God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I do, I do want to come back to the freeze protocol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my freeze is working out really good. I've only replaced stuff that I don't have. <laughs> that's not a freeze. <laughs> not, excuse me. That I've okay. Let me let you me went rephrase. Through, let me rephrase. That you're replenishing. That I smoked. You need through. to replenish. Yeah. So I, I bought a box of. Uh, as an example, I bought a box of Punch Punch because I finished a box of those. Did you? I bought another box of H Upman Number Twos because I finished a box of those. Ooh. So I'm only replacing stuff so, that. that so I your purchased. idea of a freeze and and is replenishment. <laughs> and for the yeah. podcast, I'll buy stuff for the pod. But that's it. So See, it's like I don't have Punch Punch 2017, so I'm gonna get. You're that. just. You're just. You're You're maintaining safety stock. You're exactly. That, you're not. That's not a freeze. That's not a freeze, guys. <laughs> it's a. It's a freeze. Then I thaw for a minute, and then I freeze again. <laughs> We're gonna need an intervention. Yeah, it might come. I think a, an hour of atonement, accountability hour. Oh, please! <laughs> Can we schedule that next week? <laughs> Perhaps, Perhaps, Perhaps all in. and then we'll <laughs> roll, roll right in. into the next accountability hour about the the, the other freeze. So what's tell me the, about that. Oh, the freeze thing? protocol. So we um, we'll talk about it uh, in an upcoming episode, Cuban episode. But um, you know, you, when you come home with uh, cigars from Cuba. Everything that Habano ships out, they freeze at the Habano's distribution facility to try to kill the beetle the larva. Bugs, yeah. yeah. So, you know, when you come home with something that isn't, hasn't been through that proto, you know, that process, uh, you want to make sure that you freeze everything so you don't potentially introduce Correct. Yeah. beetles into your, I mean, imagine beetles going through my tower or any of our yeah. towers. It's a nightmare. Like it it's be- nightmare fuel. So, you, you know, you do a freeze protocol. Did I you double- guys freeze? <clears throat> I, yeah. I froze all their stuff. I double vacuum seal both sides of a bag vacuum seal it you put it in the fridge for 24 hours deep oh. freeze for 72 mm. back into the fridge for 24 to prevent condensation yeah. issues yep. room temperature for 24 nice. and then you're good to go i'm sorry if we're rehatching stuff we already talked about no, no no we, no, we, we actually it. we yeah well we have the cuban episodes are coming up but this is a new topic yeah we, we didn't uh, so i put, put it in the freezer time. first and then put it in the fridge yeah i did the fridge just to try to step it up because i have so many of them i didn't want to have con- condensation issues Mm. But so all the food that was in the freezer thawed out. <laughs> it's well worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pull it all out. Priorities, priorities. 
Yeah, Lori went down in the, the the freezer downstairs. She's like, what the hell? Where are my steaks? Why are there 200 <laughs> cigars in the freezer right now? I said, oh, they, they're all the lizards. None of them are mine. Yeah, they're all in concussion protocol. That's <laughs> <laughs> for the tasting panel. So, so I'm surprised. I, I've only had the ashes not holding on on mine. It's a Lancero. Uh, but yes, I've had... It's, not, it's, it's okay. It's, it's not bad. It's, it's yeah, fallen it's off twice that's, with really no little that's effort. That's about the limit, even... about half an inch yeah. to an inch. About an inch. I mean, Amateur Gizmo, hour. This is, this is I, not... I wouldn't mark that as a demerit. Thank no, you. Thank it's you. Not See, that's demerit. my attorney. I agree. Yeah, he was no, my attorney. I'm, I wouldn't mark a demerit on the cigar. <laughs> He's defending the cigar, not you. <laughs> oh. User error. The best As you user are so error. fond of saying, Gizmo, user error. Oh, I like that. I got to use that more often. You're such a technologist. <laughs> I am. Yeah, this cigar is, is really, really nice, guys. I'm getting wonderful chocolate, little fruit, little weather, even on the just the normal draw, not just through the retrohale. A little bit of... What I like is it's not very spicy. It's true. I, I like that the spice is is toned down in this. Which for a Nicaraguan is surprising me. Yeah. Pleasantly. But, but also on the retro hail, it's, it's surprising on a Nicaraguan that I get a lot of sweetness on that retro. Yeah. Usually yeah. it's peppery, but it's not. I agree with that. And the thing I love about it is it just makes this cigar very versatile. Mm -hmm. Like a cigar that's really spicy, for me, I'm only going to have that in the evening. After dinner. I'm not going to have yeah. that in the morning or even early afternoon. But when a cigar's like this, I, I this I could wake up and yeah. have this This in would the be great with a cup of coffee. Can, right oh, in the yeah. morning. Great yeah. with a cup of coffee. First cigar of the day. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it makes sense to have several boxes of these in your collection, I think. Because they're so cheap. Oh, and and with time, I can't imagine they're not going to get better, awesome. right? I mean, Awesome. You I know, mean, it, this is excellent. It's at any time of the day cigar. Yeah. yeah. To, to Senator's point, it's oh, yeah. so versatile. Yeah. And there's something that is happening on the front of my tongue. That it's a little I, tingly. It's really, I'm really enjoying it. It's very pleasant. Mm. You may have to go to the doctor for that. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bam. Uh, yeah. Step into my office. Enter <laughs> 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 at your own risk. <laughs> like, do you take else? insurance? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> it's like, what else is tingling today? <laughs> well, let me see. I have some experience with that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Bam always takes the hits, man. Oh, God. So um, the World Baseball Classic just finished, which was mm -hmm. a really awesome event. Extremely entertaining. Extremely entertaining. The U.S. seemed like they were going to take it. And yep. then Japan, Shohei... Struck out Mike Trout. How uh, apropos was that? I saw a meme like, can you imagine if these guys were on the same team, how good they'd be? Bro, <laughs> honestly, that was the most dramatic baseball right there yeah. that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Just those two guys I mean, facing I, off. I wanted to see that matchup oh, for, dude. for the longest time. So cool. That, that, so cool. That happened, and that was great, the yeah. way it ended. Oh, yeah. I feel like opinion on the World Baseball Classic did like a complete 180 by the end. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So I feel like early on when Diaz went well, down. Edwin the, the Diaz getting closer, hurt. Oh. Everyone was like, they, yeah. this is why they shouldn't play this. This is going to fuck up teams and their ability to win a World Series. And everyone was so upset about it. And, and then all of a sudden, it's getting really competitive. Yeah. And that matchup at the end, everyone's like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And it only happens once every four years. It's not like this is happening all and the time. And of course, yeah. the Mets I mean, get the shaft, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've kind of always uh, had an issue with this. Like, why do they call it the World Series when the world doesn't participate? It's true. Because it was an American marketing scheme back in the day mm. to get more attention to it. Yeah, I guess, And it was, all, it, sorry, it was also coincidental with World's Fair. Mm. So ah. 
Okay. And there's but, baseball players from around the world. The best players in the world are playing in the in in the MLB. I didn't know that was the history of the name of the World Series. We cool. also use this as Americans in like every sport. Mm-hmm. It's like the Eagles win a Super Bowl. They are world champions. World yeah, like champions. It's like we, we say it for everything. Like it, it doesn't matter what sport. My well, my British friends always give me a hard time about that. The World <laughs> Series and like just busting my chops about the World Series. Like who's who's watching the right? fucking World Series? <laughs> from you guys, <laughs> Dude, they're not wrong. And then so the Cuban team was doing very very well. Mm. Um, obviously, we we what did we beat them fourteen or four? Them. Them. And then the big story out of it, which is obviously interesting to us, is guys who you know love, you know, going to Cuba and love the, sure. the Cuban product is the defector, who decided not to get on the plane. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing story. So the World Baseball Classic's only been around, I guess, since two thousand six. But I mean, that was a pretty wild story. Uh, Ivan Prieto Gonzalez, he was the team Cuba's ba- uh, bullpen catcher. And uh, decided to not show up for the return flight. Mm. And I guess declare asylum status, try to get asylum status to stay here. I wish he would have thought this through a little bit more because any one of us would have happily boarded the plane and (laughs) put on his uniform (laughs) and he could have stayed here. I'm surprised the whole team didn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Probably would have paid him handsomely as well. Yeah. But that's a pretty big move to, you know, to use that world stage to avoid getting back on the plane. You know, Dude, there's a mass exodus out of Cuba. I know, but that's a pretty ballsy one. To, pretty ballsy way. It to takes do. A, it's it a takes super a lot of like way to do it. Yeah. yeah, it takes a lot of balls to to even you know leave your if you have family back at home or yeah. does he have money? Where will he stay? Is he going to yeah. eat? And Gizmo and I were talking about it before. Just considering the state of you know Russian Cuban relations, and therefore you know, some contention between the United States allowing this defector potentially insulting Russia or whatever. I don't know. It might be a stretch, but nonetheless, it's there's a lot of, there could be a lot of politics going on too. I have to assume he has family here. I would assume so too, or has so. some sort of setup ready to go. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's not like he was a starter. It's not like he made some sort of splash. He's the bullpen catcher. He catches the pitches yeah. as they're warming up, so it's not like he has some sort of guaranteed spot. Yeah, but he, he can know. make more money working at McDonald's. Sure. <laughs> Probably, sure. yeah. You know? And yeah. it was, in, you know, the game, where was the game? Japan. No, it was in Miami. Oh, the, that the game Cuban was in Miami, Miami. Yeah. which is a Cuban stronghold, so yeah. I'm sure there's a big community there that'll help him. Yeah. It's a smart move. Oh, yeah. There's a massive Cuban community. Yeah. A, a great, thriving, yes, like yes. an awesome community there. Sure. That hates Cuba. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I just do. hope he doesn't have family left in Cuba because I know that's going to be I tough. Mean, let's be real; that's not going to wow. go well. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask that point. question, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I mean, wish him all the best, but wish yeah, his family the best. Yeah, that's a risky move, man. That's a risky move, and it just says a lot about you know what's going on in Cuba, man. I mean, you know, we'll talk about that when we recap our trip in the coming weeks, but. You know, it's uh, it's just a tough situation. You know, even the people at the at the highest levels of power are having problem problems getting getting food. You know, outside of the government, I mean, it's just it's a pervas- It's a really big problem. You know, where you you, you wake up every day wondering if you're going to be able to feed your kids. Yeah, you know, and even a guy who plays baseball for the national team competing on the world stage means nothing. Means nothing. You know, it's terrible. Except who was the guy the uh 
the pitcher who like struck out the side and then got signed uh, by a MLB oh, yeah, team. Yeah. Are you serious? Signed yeah. a deal. What? Yeah. I forget what his who name was. was. It? Wait a minute. On the spot, he got signed? Yeah, the next day. You're joking. I swear to God. So does he get to stay? I assume so, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I'm not sure what team he played for, but he basically struck out the side. I think it was like three Americans he struck out, and some scout from MLB team was like, wow, this guy's dynamite, and the next day they gave him a contract. That is awesome. So a Nicaraguan pitcher wow. struck out three MLB players. And he's Nicaraguan. His name is Duque Hebert. Cool. 5'10", 170 pounds. 5'10", 170 pounds. Duque was Cuban. Yeah, but it's like stories uh, yeah. like that. Honestly, like you know, the World Baseball Classic for us, like it's entertainment and all of that. But like that guy's life is going to change just by striking out three MLB. He, he players. struck out Juan Soto, Julio what? Rodriguez, and then Manny Machado. Oh my god! That's how you do it, boys. Oh yeah! Oh shit! That's right. That's 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 insane talent. You know what's cool too is the guy's 5'10", 170. Yeah, little guy. Little guy. Crazy. Wow, that's pretty amazing. amazing. Body, the body can do amazing things, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Especially when you're when you're determined. Yeah, and trained. I saw I saw a video of uh, Muggsy Bogues. No, it was a, it was a, it was a uh, it was a guy in like Venezuela, and he was pitching uh, pennies to his son, and he was just tossing pennies to the kid, and he's pinging him out like, and he's taking these full swings against pennies, and he's like throwing the pennies pretty hard, and uh, and you know. In the middle of a dirt field, this kid has his hand-eye coordination is fantastic, and he's clearly training him to like mm. be a great ball player. And it's just, I was thinking, like, damn, some people are so motivated, yeah, you know, to to make a dream and to make it happen. And you know, they that's the, those are the people that excel because they're so motivated. They don't have anything, but they have the the intention and the fortitude to do it. Like, it's amazing. You guys are gonna make me cry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let it go, Bam. I, I will. Later today. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, boys, we're coming, I, I guess, up on the halfway point. I'm smoking this very slowly. I'm really enjoying it. Of the uh, Don Pepin Garcia. Trying to pace myself. Yeah, Blue Label Lancero. Um, it's continuing to. It's delicious. It's changed and Still delicious, evolved yeah. for has me. It, has it changed? It uh, has, not for, for sure. Me, not not it for hasn't me. It changed much for me. No. Getting about the same notes that I was getting in the beginning. Yeah. I'm in Rooster's Camp. Maybe it's, a, it's getting better for me for sure. It could as be it a goes. bit more pronounced, but that's not you know natural for most cigars. It's amazing, that, again, that this is Nicaraguan. I can't right. believe that. Can't believe that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just nice to see that there's clearly more versatility than we would expect in Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah. yeah. I feel like... Whenever we review a stick, if we don't even announce where it's from, we instantly peg a Nicaraguan for like a bold, you know, really full smoke. This completely defies that. So yeah. I'd love to try, you know, other Nicaraguans that are blended in a way like this that are totally different. In a Lancero Vitola, of course. Yeah. I mean, any. Right. Just yeah, I, I love that yeah. not all Nicaraguan tobacco has to like really punch you. Well, when this, you this I think true. we often, you know, prior, I would say almost to, the, to this block of Lanceros and Lonsdales, when we'd bring up uh, a Nicaraguan cigar that we were unfamiliar with, we'd read about it, we'd learn about it, and everything was the Padron killer, the Padron killer, the Padron killer. <laughs> and it's like, I'd love to see more of this, which is the Cuban. Yeah. Going after the Cuban yeah. market, the Cuban overpriced. Par- a parallel to Cuban. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you do know, you think that was the intent? If they're calling it the Fundadoras, I would think so. Yeah. 
I mean, if the Fondadors is in the name and the marketing, I would think that they're absolutely the, the targeting. The pigtail also. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of similarities. Have you guys had any of the other Vitolas by Don Pepin? I've not. You other than off, my father's. Off, oh, yeah. off the, out of the blue line? The blue like line. The blue yeah. label? Yeah. No. no. I had one at our previous lounge. It was a Toro. Powerful cigar. Really powerful. I, I've had Don Pepin before, but I never had the blue label. Okay. And they are. They're no, strong. They, yeah. They, they are, are really, really strong. So I wanted to mention, because I saw this box sitting over that Rooster had. So it comes, the cigars come in a really nice uh, cedar box of 24 cigars. And what's cool about it is that there's a box date on the bottom. Oh, cool. Which is very unique for New World cigars to have a stamped box kit, box date. Also with a very similar to Cuban <laughs> uh, factory code. Aren't they trying to be Cuban? <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, even better, it says in the same way that it would on a Cuban box, Hecho and Cuba? Hecho and Mano. Yeah. What? Hecho and Mano. Is, what's the date on the box? Uh, November 22. So okay. let me ask this you this. This is a duplicate of Cuban like, cigar. You, that's that's you, pretty cool. Do you yeah. think they intended to, to, to create the Fundadores or they, they found gold and said let's market it like like that that's a really good question you know maybe they tasted it and said wow this is really uh this is really close to did you to... notice anything else on the box well i noticed the signature no the the front there's no clasp there's no lock yeah it just there's, there's gorilla tape on. <laughs> <laughs> well that's your gorilla tape that's not his uh-huh. <laughs> the box doesn't stay shut oh, yeah that okay. is the one problem mm, yeah. right but that's pretty cool that there's a box code, a box date, and the same font, H O in my H O in Miami. Hmm. Well, look, if we want the box to close with a class, we can spend sixteen hundred dollars on a box of fundies. <laughs> <laughs> more than that, that's... I think more. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. So I, I certainly think that this cigar is absolutely aiming for Cuban tobacco. Well, God bless them. I mean, we need more of them, as you said. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I just truly think it's one of the closest. Like, I really stand by this. To me, of all New World cigars that we've probably reviewed on this podcast, this has the most Cuban-esque flavors to it than sure. any, in my opinion. Sure. Same. So we're coming into spring, boys. Coming out of the winter, which is nice, thank God. We had a mi- pretty mild winter, I would say. Yeah, kind of. But it's starting to warm up a little bit. And uh, what I find is, and we've talked about this on the pod before, but... I find as the seasons change, my preferences and what I reach for and what I'm looking to smoke change as well. And I've had some like cigars that I've re-fallen in love with mm. recently. And I'm curious if you guys have had that experience too. Um, namely for me, number one was the, the late hour. I haven't touched that cigar in a long time. But you didn't hate it. No, I just didn't reach for it. Right. Yeah. You know, I, st- I still don't reach for that that often. Neither do I. As much as the other Davidoff, like the Dominicanas or the Millenniums. Yeah. That's true. I've been yeah. I've been reaching a lot for uh instead of the late hour for the the other Churchill. Oh, Dude, the white label Churchill. Yeah. I love that cigar. It's so good. I love that. I've yeah. only had three of those. They're I'm a big fan. Big fan. So what Vitola do you guys choose in that? I have I have a bunch of uh it's a Toro. Uh, yeah, but I have a bunch of Robustos. Mm. Robustos. They, they also yeah. make it in a Churchill. That's the one I tried for the first yeah, time. Delicious. It's good. It's good. It's delicious. So how, what's the flavor profile on that compared to the Millennium versus the even the Late Hour? I think it's a milder version of any of those. Mm-hmm. Heavy cedar. I get um, graham cracker. A little graham cracker. Yeah, I citrus. 
I gotta try. <laughs> you gotta turn his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't get any citrus, but I I get um I do heavy graham cracker. I yeah. would say I wouldn't. I, I would also get a little slight leather and some coffee. Definitely coffee, and there is that slight um, Davidoff twang because mm. uh, it's it's got a Davidoff flavor, but it's very subtle. It's muted. It's not as prominent, and I love that the prominent Davidoff flavor, uh, but. With this balance, it, it was kind of nice. It's so good. I think it's it could be pod worthy. I think it definitely is. We should do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the other one that uh, I kind of, you know, Exclusivo, Padron Exclusivo, we smoke a ton of those. I also smoke a ton of the Churchill, um, the Diplomatico in yeah. the 1964 yeah. one. But I've really been reaching almost more than any of the others in that line for some reason. As it's, like, Maybe it's a little sweeter. The Torpedo in Maduro. Oh yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. good one. That's a. I mean, yeah. it's just Very a cigar good. I haven't, I hadn't been reaching for, and I'm kind of pulling again. Okay. Nice. And then my last one on the list that I, it, it, as far as New World goes, I have a couple Cubans we can talk about too. But I reach for I had the first cigar I smoked outside this year actually, as it was a little, it was like 60 degrees the other day. I did the uh, Tatuaje Petite Cazadores. Oh, dude, which I haven't had in love those year and a half. Love those. That is a little home run hitter. That's oh, oh no doubt. I wish they made that blend in a Churchill with a cup of coffee, late afternoon. It's really fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about how great that cigar is. It's awesome. It's so good. It's just an awesome anytime cigar. And I just think it's cool. It only comes in a fifty cab. It's affordable. Yeah, when you lift it out of the Uh, box, it's like that little football. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Padron also. Not, I mean, they, it's been out for a little bit now. In the family reserve line, they have a, I think it's a 60 ring gauge. It's the, it's the 95. Number 95. Number yeah. 95. Yeah. So once we get into like a bigger ring gauge, maybe we might want to. That's a new one. That, yeah. That cigar scored. One. I think that was the number one of Cigar Journal 2022 was the, the number 95. Has anyone had it? I, I have not. I've had it. Yeah. Do you I like it? One. You like yeah. it? Really? Yeah. It was good. Really? Mm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the size, you know, it's a 60. Yeah, it's but, big, uh, but short. Yeah. yeah. Don't love that. <laughs> I do not love that. I'm, re- I'm so resistant as we're going into, like, it's a jawbreaker. thinking about, like, 54 <laughs> ring gauge cigars. Oh, we just stuff, have to you know. try one. We have to do yeah, it. We have to do, do it. it. I mean, 54 is magic. I'll just bitch and moan 60. my way through it. <laughs> Listeners always yeah. emailing, you know. It, it, gets un, it gets unpleasant, you know. But it's, it's, I think it's, it's got a little box press. It's not, you know, it's not round, so it okay. feels, feels a little better in the little hand. Box press 60. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a brick. It's a, <laughs> it's a brick. <laughs> it's a shipping box. So have you guys had any other cigars that you've kind of been reaching back for that you haven't, haven't gone for in a while? Yeah, for me, it's been the BBF. I mean, I, the Bellicosa I used, Finos I used to love the Bolivar mm. Bellicosa Finos while back, and then I kind of, you know, didn't really enjoy them, you know, especially I to... the fresh ones. But then I got, somebody sent me, and then I got some, like, 20, I think they're 2011s or 2014s. There are but six... they are, oh, oh. my, <laughs> it's like so honey. Yeah. It's, the one so tough good. thing about a tower is if it's fully stocked, you're not always digging. So there's stuff in the back that you're not smoking. I get lazy. And if I'm in a rush, I'm grabbing what I, I see and leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I know. But you know what I mean. Yeah. So there's stuff back there that you sometimes have. I, I think we've talked about this in my in it my happens. in my vault. I, I keep stuff in the back that I don't want to reach for. Okay. So if I don't see it, I don't think about it. Right. I'm Me moving too. fast. Mm-hmm. So I'm not emptying out boxes that I can't replace. Sure. 
Yeah, you know, if, if I could redesign Bam's tower, I would have doors on front and the back, and perfect. it should be on wheels. So you just flip it around. I'd love that. <laughs> like a like a sunglass case that rotates. I would love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. For, doors I've on all sides. That. Doors I've, on all sides. I've side. actually been reaching to the late hour a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, nice. like um, that cigar, the Robusto, which I got was a, a surprise for me. I've been really enjoying. I've it. gotten. A, I got a box recently, and I've just been. You know, I hadn't had it for a long time. I think the last time I had it was maybe. Um, uh, Pagoda gave me one in December or so, mm. um, and uh, it was uh, it was you know it was great then, and and I got the box and just been digging into it. Mm. I feel like it's a winter cigar for some reason. It's, kind of, you know, yeah. it's, it's I didn't really reach like for it too much this winter. A holiday cigar kind of a thing. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's a winter cigar because that stick, as much as I love it, it it's got some strength to it. Oh sure. yeah, and especially when you get a fresh box of them. You got to either have that around a meal mm-hmm. or in the winter with like a really solid spirit that yep. can hold up against it. But what I found, I, I think I mentioned this to Giz, is if you let them sit, kind of like we're talking about, stuff just gets tucked away in the back of the tower, you forget about it for a while, it smooths out some of those rough edges over time. Like right. I lit one up after not having one for, I don't know, maybe eight, nine months. And I was like, wow, this is way smoother than yeah. I remember that cigar. So. Yeah. Yeah, the shark. That's another one. I haven't been reaching for that. I did that. Uh, I I like that in the summer. Yeah, I take that to Florida when I go. I you know I'll I'll take that cigar a lot because it smokes so great. It does indoor, outdoor, whatever. So if I'm outdoors, I'm smoking a bunch lot of, of boxes. Worlds. Haven't reached for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so I I smoke. I used to smoke Avo Domains a lot, mm-hmm. and I bought a bunch when I heard that that market. Oh, that's right. They were when, discontinuing yeah, that. Right. Discontinuing it. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been pulling them a lot recently, getting back into those, which has been great. The other thing I think that kind of prompted this in my brain was talking to Senator. I think we were here. Uh, is the Partagas uh, series P number two? Mm. I really love that cigar. I hadn't been reaching for it, and kind of like Rooster said, I kind of fell out of love with it a little bit, um, like I have with the BBF. But that hasn't recovered yet. I just don't reach for that much. Mm. I, I'll go for the Royal Corona way more from Bo- uh, Bolivar. Oh yeah, but the Partagas P two. I had some stuff that was sitting around in my tower. I pulled one. Man, that's good. It's that's so it good. had a sweetness to it mm-hmm. that was that the young ones don't have that, it, that with a little bit of age. I think it had three or four years on it. Yeah, I mean, it just I totally fell in love with that cigar, and I can't stop reaching for them sure. now. They they change, man. Cuban yeah. cigars, you let them sit for a while, even if it's like about six months a year. Yeah, it's a it's a different cigar. Yeah, mm. it's not the same. And I'm hoping for that with my BBFs because you know Senator gives me that the might eye take every a time longer. I say it. He's giving me the eye during the pod here for the listener. <laughs> I just fell out of love with the BBF. I just don't reach yeah. for it, man. You know, one thing we haven't talked a lot about is the, the Padron 50th, mm-hmm. the hammer. That's We haven't oh, really... Love that, that cigar. We, and that's an incredible cigar, and we haven't given it well, enough attention. Really. I think when episode 100 comes, I think that's what we need to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because yeah. we're time, coming up on it, man. I mean, we're we not, are, we're not yeah, that far away. The last time we all lit that cigar up was uh, Puba's birthday. Yep. Yeah. His 50th. Yeah. Yep. We lit up the 50-year... Great at cigar. our clubhouse. Yeah. I think it's on our Instagram. Yeah. That's right. That's it's right. We, fo- put, it, we a put a picture on of Instagram us with the cigar. Yeah. That is an excellent cigar. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's up there. It's it, To me, it's very different than the 80, 80 year that oh, we yeah. love so much oh, yeah. uh, that we did on our one year anniversary. It's but those more... two cigars are just parallel for me as yeah. the best of the best of the best. Sure. You know. But yeah, I just, I, I find it odd how my palate changes. Like even in the winter, I don't reach for Schwa Supreme. I don't reach for Coronas Claro, but in the summer, 
I'm going to be hitting those boxes very hard. Yeah, the Schwaz X. I brought one tonight to have after our recording. Yeah. Missed I mean, that cigar. For me, the thing with Cuban cigars is that you can smoke multiple Cuban cigars yeah. that are not heavy. Yeah. And and have a unique experience a unique, with each with cigar. Each one. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the beauty of a session. If you can sit down and do three or four. Yeah. I mean, it would be hard to smoke like a Nicaraguan full-bodied smoke. Back to I mean, back. I'm sure we have done it, but, you know. <laughs> Senator's done it. <laughs> <laughs> we sure have. What, what hasn't he done? <laughs> he smoked three eight. What did you, what did you four. Four, 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 eight, four eight. In a row. That's <laughs> psycho. That, There's an issue over here. That, yeah. That's a legendary cigar. <laughs> just, it gets wasted. After I get off the phone with Habanos Please. tomorrow, I'm calling the FBI. Call Connecticut. <laughs> you got it. Each one was better than the last. I don't that believe that. That was a that. great <laughs> I'm serious. You have to understand, this was early on when I had just started getting into the 80s. So you have that cigar for the first time. Your mind is completely blown. Yep. You sit there and say, this is one of the greatest cigars I've ever had. So when it's that early on, you're just cre- you're chasing that experience again. And I got a little gluttonous one night and just <laughs> chased it a little quickly. Wow. Chasing a dragon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but to Rooster's point about, you know, it'd be hard to smoke certain Nicaraguans just back to back in a night. That's what excites me about this cigar. Like, if we could find more Nicaraguans like this, like, you could smoke, you know, three, four of these in a night. You'd want the flavor profile to differ, but they don't all have to be so strong and full like most Nicaraguans are. So I would love to just try to find some others that are more medium that kind of fit this uh, in terms of, like, body or strength. Sure. I I mean, just coming back to your comment of back-to-back cigars, during the pandemic, I was smoking... I was chain smoking cigars and they were all Nicaraguan. <laughs> 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 and they were like, yeah, you just kind of get used to it. Well, you yeah. kind of get high. And his the... beard just kept growing, <laughs> growing, growing. It, it must have been a direct correlation to that. Yeah. Amount yeah. of Nicaraguan tobacco. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Grinder looks like a different person today. Yeah. So Grinder came in, by the way, fully, the beard is gone. Beard beard was gone last time too, I remember. Slim yeah, and trim. Slim and trim. They slimmed down. Be careful tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You look great. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. So uh we got an email that I wanted to share with you guys from uh from Tony, aka Lizard Bone. By the way, I love when lizard lizard uh, listeners email us because that's my high school nickname. By the way, Bone. Bone. I knew Bam was going to say that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> as soon as you said that name, I'm like, Bam is sitting here saying, "Why didn't I get that name?" No. I, so my I played. So let me just go go into this. Yeah, for tell two the story. Seconds. I played football in high school, uh, and I played multiple positions. So the coach, he couldn't pronounce my my given name. Yeah. So you know, Tambone. That was like the name that, that I was given, but then everyone truncated it to Bone. Ah. So that kind of stuck, and it was, you know, it's endearing. And to this day, I'm still called Bone. Really? Love it. So we got an email from uh, Lizard Bone, and I wanted to share it with you guys. He said, uh, hello, Gizmo and fellow, fellow lizards. Just a quick note to say hello and that I thoroughly enjoy your P.O.D., which is he's making fun of what I say at the beginning of the episode, giving out our email. He said, I just started listening in early December after learning about you from Rob on FOH, our friend Rob Isla, when he posted about being your guest. It's been fun listening to all your shows since episode one. And today I'm finally caught up. I love what you guys do. And when I'm not a member, at, uh, not a member at my local lounge, I feel like I've joined the Lizard Lounge remotely. That's nice. awesome. And that, let me tell you something, that is absolutely like the quintessential reason why we do this. That's what is, it's all about. 
is is giving you know like I always we always say there's a lizard sitting next to us in the empty chair sure. here. Um, it's awesome receiving these emails. We yeah. love hearing from listeners, and he continued on with some recommendations and whatnot. But you know, which is important. We yeah, we've Very gotten important. a lot of great recommendations need, from listeners. Need as many recs and a lot of a lot coming up because you know we've 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 done a lot of cigars. I mean, this is what episode seventy three, so we've probably put together now seventy five, seventy six episodes. So we definitely need. Yeah. listener recommendations for spirits for cigars do not hesitate to email us we love hearing from you um i try to reply as quickly as i can but that is what it's all about guys oh yeah we have the best listeners in the world and the fact that i just can't wrap my head around it's just so amazing to me that 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 lizard bone went and found our <laughs> pod in december uh just like lizard sean who picked up yeah. my remington tower yep found it and within two or three months listened to every single episode dude I mean, that is, we have the best group of human beings listening to this podcast in the world, no doubt. It's awesome. I mean, it's amazing. It's awesome. Going back and doing the deep dive like that. Yeah. So I just wanted to share my, you know, our and my appreciation for listeners who sure. who share that with us because we love hearing from them. Oh, yeah. So listeners out there, please email us. Please share what you're thinking about the pod and what you're smoking. Giz, why don't you give them the email again? <laughs> P-O-D. Hello P-O-D. at lounge lizards pod.com. So this cigar is for the combustion, for how well it's smoking, it's burning for me very slowly. I mean, we're about an hour in, and I feel like I've got quite a bit of life left on this thing. Same here. Which is really nice. Agreed. Yeah. What are you guys getting on flavor right now? Has it kind of stayed the same for you? Uh, kind of the same, a bit more amplified. Yeah, that's exactly what same, I would say. Yeah, same thing. The last third starts to pick up in strength in a very nice it's, way. Yeah, it's on, it's to the fuller, like medium full now. Sure. Yeah, if it sure. started off as a medium, still it's very like smooth. Medium full. Yeah, delivery smooth. And I could see if you smoke through this portion of the cigar quickly, it could back up on you. Very yeah, I quickly. think it would heat up real, yeah, real fast. Yeah. Maybe a, a tar blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going back to his email, we've talked about this before, but the communities that the podcast has created, you know, I firsthand have experienced that in town where I live. Yeah. They listen to the podcast. We get together. We talk. They have questions. They're listening to the pod. It's it's just a very cool thing that, that I think we created. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, we constantly get messages on Instagram from great people asking questions. Yeah. I had a guy, yeah. I had a listener email us the other day having trouble setting up his tower, mm. having humidity problems. So I kind of walked him through that. He bought a cigar oasis. He bought the auxiliary fan kit, which I think we talked about. But uh, I'm in love with the cigar oasis product, by the way. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like, it's not a, uh, this is not a plug. We're not being paid to say this, but the cigar oasis in Cuba, I was able to watch my tower and control my cigar oasis from Cuba. It's pretty incredible. Giz. Senator, go ahead. Giz. Senator, take your uh, well, giz. Did I miss something while we were there? Giz. <laughs> have I not been saying this? You have, man. It's amazing. What? Did you not have an oasis before? No, yeah. he he w- I was singing the praises of the oasis when he had the Remington, which ah, obviously right. is a different setup. And he's right, like, right, right. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> My setup's great. I'm happy as I have it. And now look at him. He's like a branded ambassador. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was he was pretty it. dialed in back then. He's yeah. dialed in now. Always dialed in. Yeah. Not 
not like he's dialed in now, though. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact you. that I can control See? the cigar oasis <laughs> from anywhere in the world to within a degree of temperature no, and within, a percentage uh, no, no, no. of humidity, within a tenth no. of a degree, See? you're out of your mind, See? and a tenth of a Guess, percentage. Guess. There's no you're, temperature you're, control. You're so dialed. Oh, is that right? So yeah. dialed in, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it, the other thing too. Uh, and can you this imagine is, life without it? Right now, no. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's almost everything I come across. Everything changes my life. So I. You know, that's kind of a habit of mine. I fall in love with something. You're a passionate man. Very passionate. Oh, yeah. But um, the one thing I will say, and I'm curious if you guys have done this, but I have found that that just creating air movement in my tower, regulating the humidity, you know, from, let's say, the middle section to the top where I keep my Cubans on the bottom is a little higher where I keep my New Worlds. I keep my New Worlds around 65, keep my Cubans like 61 and a half to 62. Um, Creating that air movement... I'm sorry, 61 and a half. <laughs> you, you just got to love Gizmo. He's probably the only person that uses a decimal to describe what he keeps his cigars at. Got to be sure it's 61 and a half and not 61.44? Sometimes it's 61.4, sometimes it's 61.5. But So I have learned one thing. I haven't had my tower stocked full like you guys have as long as you have. But I, pretty, we have debunked that theory. We've wow, debunked wow. it. No, meaning I haven't had it up as far as long as you have. Are we still on this? No, it's just that I want to say something. He's, he's going there again. I'm going somewhere. He's asking for it. He's us. asking for another accountability. No, hour. I'm not. No, I'm not. Not at all. Please. All right, all right, sorry. Please, please. Sorry. So I've, you know, I've worried about it being so chock full of boxes, circulation. Even fans wouldn't do it. It was literally wall to wall, glass to back. So I took out a bunch of boxes and kind of put them um, in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the drawers, the, the shelves have slats to allow the air to move through. So I've tried to bunch my a few boxes in the center to allow the air to move. And I had to go back to Tuberdor for the boxes that I took out. It's made a world of difference for me. So personally. you're noticing the difference in your cigars? Oh, yeah. yeah and how long did it take after you pulled them out? To realizing like, oh, shit, that, that's actually working. Four days. Really? Four or five days. Because I was getting very low humidity readings at the top i was like 58 59 i was worried i didn't want them to get too crispy sure so i took that out and with senator's advice i ratcheted up my humidity down below up to 68 and now i'm getting 61 62 at the top which is for me perfect and in the middle i'm at 64 perfect yeah it's great what do you what do you what's your tower at uh Senator, what do, you, what do you use? 62 at the top, 65 at the middle, mm. and the Oasis is maybe at 67. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a must to ratchet. It's great advice because I had it down, mm. and I was worried. I'm thinking to myself, what do I have to do here? Because the thing is, like, the air, I mean, the auxiliary fans definitely help, but the air is moving in the sense that every time that kicks in, those two fans are just pushing air yeah, constantly up. But to Bam's so, point, if there's not room in the back or front of the oh, yeah, tower, no, no, you're, I, you're, I, you're I, screwed. I, it won't move. So, yeah. I just mean like if you set that at the bottom to 68, you shouldn't fear that, oh, my gosh, this whole big section of the tower is going to be at 60. It's really not. It's just pushing that air that, around, which once it, it it's spread around the tower, mm. it's really at like 65. You know, right. Up to 65. I, I was worried about the fact that I may be hovering at 68 at the bottom and, and high 50s at the top. What a disaster. If I would have kept it that way. I'm, I'm afraid to talk to you about my <laughs> for accountability hour. For fear of being oh, ostracized. I think, I think my attorney needs ca- accountability hour now. <laughs> Your counselor. Yep, my counselor. I, I yes. think I already know Rooster is going to be the prosecution here. Yeah. Like, look at him. He's eyeing him He's up ready. right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like... I'm mostly. You guys are gonna fucking. Are you still spritzing your cigars? I'm not spritzing my cigars. I have. I have. uh, I have basically 67 
uh, probably on the top and 65 throughout the rest. Mm, and wow. I maintain that with wow. your oasis, the oasis on the top. No, that's just it's just more humid just, up there. Really? And do you wow. put do you have bovid up there or something? I have bovid ah, up there and okay. I seasoned it a long time. I seasoned it, you know, pretty regularly. Like I'll reseason it every season. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um so but, I you know, he may have he may have like an imperfect seal or maybe the, you know, it just it may absorb or change, you know. So yeah, and it, I that's, and that's and pretty I, common. I think I might, you know. Yeah. So I, I have to I have to attend to it. And um but I have these uh these like I think they're called butlers. Mm-hmm. These bovida things, bovida I have butler. like I have like eight of them, all throughout. It's I have a big cabinet. I have I have about eight of them all throughout my cabinet and on different different levels, like multiple on each level, and I can see where everything is. So if one gets out of regulation, I get an I get alerted, and I just I just circulate it because I have enough you, space in it that you, I can. Have do you it. calibrate? Did you calibrate them, or do you calibrate them often? I calibrate I calibrate it when I got them. And they get off sometimes, and you can tell because mm. they don't, they don't, they're not all going off at the same time. So, like, I'll see like one on the same level is, is a couple degrees off, and then I'll just recalibrate it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you, it doesn't happen that often. You're, you'd be surprised. So, most of us have a single wide tower. Gizmo yeah. has a double wide, let's call it. Yours is four wide, isn't it? It's pretty big. Double it's wide. a big armoire. It's two doors, right? It's two doors. Yeah, is that right? But his is just a bit wider than Giz's. Than Giz's. Yeah, I think his doors are definitely bigger than mine. Yeah. Like honestly, when it's I a got huge unit. when I got my vault, when I saw it in the shipping crate, I was like, "Did they send the wrong one?" I thought it would have been a little wider. Sure. Thankfully, it's not. And w- the depth in mine and the way that it's oriented, I can fit so much in there mm-hmm. in such a, a tighter space. It just works. I have great. a question for Grinder. Yeah. Do you have an outlet opening in the back bottom? I do. Yeah. Is it sealed? Because that could explain why you've got lower humidity at the bottom. It's got to be escaping because that's unusual to have humidity at the top. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Could be something down there. Or he just has more bovida at the top. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's also true. It's also because where it's positioned in in the room, I have a a radiator like kind of like. Mm. Yeah, the ambient affects it, man. You're also by the door, right? No, I moved it. Oh, you did move it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I think that has something to do with it. So it's a little, it's a it, it's a lot of work right now, <laughs> um, but it's it's a, it's it keeps me occupied. So cool. here's yeah. the other thing that's important to note is that the key part of this that we haven't talked about is simple preference, right? Like, bam, we we were in November talking to Juan Moya about humidity in Cuba. Oh God, yeah. And he's a he's a Cuban 70. national. He's been smoking Cubans. He likes them at 70% humidity. So many Cubans do. They do. So many people do. Yeah. They like higher humidity. And I, I maybe Grinder's one of those folks. But to me, it's it's not just about choosing an arbitrary number. It's about finding out how you like your cigars to smoke, sure. what number that cor- that correlates to, mm-hmm. and then making sure that your tower is delivering I, I absolutely prefer my Cubans to be a bit on the drier side. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I think the thing I've encountered when I talk to people about this and they prefer a higher humidity level it's usually the case that they've actually never tried cigars at Maybe. a lower humidity level. So they're like, well, this is working. These are great. I, I like mine at 70. I don't, I don't want to go any lower than that. Mm-hmm. Have you had a cigar at 62? Well, no. But that, So I think when you try it, I mean, even like to Gizmo's credit, I think my tower was at 65, and Gizmo kept emphasizing 62. For Cubans. For Cubans. Mm. And when I had reduced the humidity and let that, process happen over a week's time and lit one up i was like wow these are good yeah and even my new worlds 
I mean, those would be at like 67 sometimes, and I brought those down more to 65, and they smoke fantastically. Wow. You know, and you know what's funny, too? There's a lot of misinformation out there about humidity. And, uh, you know, the folks say you should store boxes at higher humidity, lower temperatures for long-term aging. And I was actually... I I've felt, heard the opposite of that. And that's, that's yeah. where I'm going. I felt very validated the other day in that I was watching a YouTube video with the Sahakians from Davidoff of London. I saw this video. And they have one of the... Can you please send that to us? I'd I will. love to watch that. They have one of the greatest collection. I mean, they have cigars that are you could smoke today that are 100 years old. Oh, boy. I mean, they Davidoff of London, they have one of the greatest aged humidors ever. <sighs> and what they say, not even about their own humidor, what they say about, let's say people pass away and their heirs come in and say, hey, my grandfather, father, uncle had this amazing collection of cigars. I'd like to you know, uh, uh, transact them to someone, to you, to someone else. What they've said is that those collections that come in that were stored consistently at a lower humidity, closer to 60% RH, mm-hmm. at, you know, 65 to 70 yep. uh, degrees Fahrenheit uh, temperature, those collections not only perform better, but they've been kept better they and last. they've aged better. Yeah, they last. Which is a major misconception mm-hmm. In the industry, is that folks think that when you have a cigar to lower humidity, that they're that they're going to age in in a more you know poorer fashion, or, or possibly th- unravel, or unravel, or be ruined. Yeah, that's a nightmare. And, I mean, when I hear the Sahakians talk about their hundred year old humidor, that's a good validation that mm. you know I, I definitely like my stuff a little bit lower. In, in the same know? video, I believe he was like saying a good Habanos needs to have a little crinkle when you when you compress it a little bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, again, it comes down to preference, you know, but if you're looking to store your stuff long term, it's definitely something to think about. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think that comes down to you don't want to rush the aging process. Yes. As nice as that sounds like, oh, well, you know, the faster it ages, the quicker it'll be ready for me to smoke and enjoy. But the downside of that is like the cigar can peak much earlier. Yeah. And so then you're trying to store something long term and it's like so much of those oils have been released at that point. It's not really retaining that to slowly age over time it's like wine like why shouldn't you keep wine in a high temperature because it's going to age very quickly that way right so you want like a cool wine cellar that like keeps that aging process at like a very regulated rate so that you can hold a bottle of wine for 10 years and it's still going to be fantastic 10 years later that's in a warm room that wine is going to age so quickly after a few years it's going to taste like shit because it's just aged so fast that that's it at that point it doesn't have the same structure to age at the rate that it really should be yeah what's the ideal temp like 58 60 or there's honestly like a huge debate about that i don't even know that there's like a perfectly accepted thing but you definitely don't want to go it's got to be 60s or lower for sure right for wine yeah yeah and you know the other side of the coin that i've seen a lot of folks doing especially in the foh forum is when they find a box of cigars let's say they buy an aged box of cigars and they're very happy with how they're smoking today like We've talked about that. Let's let's put aside cigars that are previewing well young, cigars that are at their perfect moment. I've seen guys that are vacuum sealing those boxes to prevent further aging, like to lock in Interesting. the situation. Now, I haven't done that. I don't know what the results of that are, but it, I mean, I'm not a scientist, but it l- makes sense to me logically, like trapping the cigars so there's no other air transfer or movement. Mm. 
Yeah, but that's, I mean, I want to reach into that box and have a cigar once in a while. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm going to have to vacuum seal every time. <laughs> yeah. So if you have like multiple boxes of the same year, maybe I can yeah. understand them doing that. And if you, you make a separate effort to age cigars and never touch them, you'll need a separate vessel to keep them in yeah. and never go near them. But the thing that rings my bell with that is, you know, we had those Partagas Lusitanias that were from 1991, yeah, and they were dead. I didn't have mine yet. They were dead. Dude, that's dead. disappointing. It I mean, was, so dead, I feel so bad. Obviously, Gizmo's Gizmo put his down after, what, like a quarter of it? Are you serious? Yeah, I put it down. You didn't even smoke it. Wow. Yeah, it was, uh, I, you know, I'm so glad. We talked about doing that on the pod, and I'm glad we didn't because <laughs> that would, it was an absolute dud. Mm. I mean, and, you know. Maybe they weren't kept well or whatever, but you know it was terribly unfortunate. That's odd because we know the source that yeah. it came from. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate. So, boys, we're coming to the last third here of the Don Pepin Garcia Blue Label in Lancero, and I have really enjoyed this cigar so far. Very and good. It's even in the last third here, which we talk about a lot of new worlds. They do not deliver in that second third, especially in the last third. This is really, it's improved. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm very, very happy with oh, this yeah. for a $9 oh, yeah. cigar. Oh, yeah. And how's the uh, the Basil Hayden's working for you guys? That's getting better. Uh, it hasn't gotten better for me. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I taste the flavor of the ice more than I do the bourbon. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> flavor of the ice. It just it doesn't. Uh, honestly, it doesn't for me. hold up. I mean, I say is that, that a, is that a good flavor note? <laughs> no. I mean, I say that because this cigar picks up in strength in the last third. Yeah. So that's where you actually want the spirit to have the body to hold up. And at this point, it's like so imbalanced. It's yeah. like the cigar feels like it's up here, and the bourbon is just like yeah. fighting for dear life to. For, for me, stick. early on, it was was a potpourri punch, and I don't want any spirit that has that flavor profile. It makes my stomach turn. Mm. It's like cough syrup for me. But the ice, and it's kind of dissipated. It's been breathing. It's it's okay. It's like the hoppy, non-alcoholic beer is actually bearing very nicely. I bet it is. Yeah, Pass I'm it. enjoying mine, too. Can you pass it down, please? <laughs> <laughs> Grinder, what do you think about the cigar and the pairing? Uh, the cigar's great. Um, it's definitely picked up in strength. And I like it. And, you know, for the pairing, I agree with Senator. It's the wispiness of it now does not pair well with how it's picking up and the cigar is picking up in strength. So I've just, I'm not drinking it. Yeah. So going back to the, the fan thing for a second, the air movement, um, I, I'm finding that my, my tower, the cigars that I'm kind of, let's call it dry boxing or, or preparing to smoke that I keep at the top. Yep, the singles. Yeah. Yeah. And th so I have a tray of singles at the top and a couple mm -hmm. boxes. Like I have a Mag 46 box up there that I'm smoking out of. I have a D4 box that because right. I smoke out of them a lot. Ah. So I want them to be ready to go. And I'm finding that, you know, I have fans, the auxiliary kit from Oasis that ties in. It runs 24-7, two little fans affixed to the side of the uh, the, the vault. And I'm finding with that air movement, it really keeps it precisely where I want it, yeah. not just when the unit kicks on to provide more humidity. So I think that the, the, the concept of just constant air movement, even if it's very little, is really, really helpful. You know, the one thing I'm, for cons storage. I'm considering doing with the Tower of Power, there's a, a hole at the top. I have no idea what the hell that's Yeah, for. I'm going to take a piece of cedar. Seal it. And just seal that up because I feel like humidity gets up there. I'm just paranoid. Even if you just it's get hovering some, up there. Get some food grade. It's useless. Uh, get some food grade. Uh, what's the word I want? Not glue, but. Uh, it's going to be silicone. 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 Yeah. Food, get some food grade silicone yeah. and seal it like that. No, that no, will... this is the problem. Giz, the hole 
It's huge. It's what? This big. Yeah, it's like so six senator, inches in diameter. So for the listener, Senator's holding up. Yeah, it's like a personal pizza. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And that's just the whole unit is just airing at the top? And I think yeah. a lot of our humidity escapes up into that chamber and just dissipates. Wow. I, I'm guessing. I don't know. I did not the know The hole that. goes all the way through the unit up on the, uh, just on the top? So basically, it's like, open? here's the top of the unit. And if you were to look inside, mm -hmm. there's like this circular hole. Yeah. And then the humidity would rise above that and finally hit the top. I think why that's, they so you think it gets trapped that. in there or something? Yeah, Dude. I just don't know why they put it. Like when I saw that, I was looking around. I'm like, is there some kind of light fixture that's? But it looks <laughs> honestly like a circular light is yeah. supposed to go in there. But I I looked online. There's no part nope. to buy for it. I have no clue why that's there. That's very odd. I haven't gotten to it, but I'm gonna seal that fucker. And I'm wondering when you do how that affects. I bet it'll improve. Yeah, because the thing is, like at the and top, I could probably sorry, take my humidity down, down on my oasis. hundred percent. Because this is I the bet. thing: like the humidity at the top is naturally lower. That happens with just about everything. But because they've created, it's like if that were sealed, the amount of space between your cigars and the top tray and the actual top of it would be so minimal that the humidity would be holding right by it the would cigars. Sit there. Now that it gets to go up there, it's it's reducing the humidity yeah. that's actually right by the cigars because it's probably collecting up at the top. Right. I don't get it. Exactly so right. Can you stick your hand in that? Like, can yeah. you feel yeah. like it so it goes like deep? I could put anything I want up there. Can I say too? <laughs> and this is this is not scientific, but to me, where my brain would go if I'm you guys is like, is there moisture getting trapped up there that's going to prevent, like, yeah, create a potential like mold or some sort of moisture well, problem not much just because it's so much less up there like that's the thing the humidity reading is lower it's not like super humid up yeah. there and that chamber i just want to keep that humidity closer to the actual sticks so 100 agree so let's let's call it the it's chamber is it two like inches two inches yeah. okay yeah it's shallow so there's a two inch gap at the top that has a let's say like a almost like a, for a light fixture it's about six inches in, inches in that diameter it's very odd it's just a hollow chamber yeah, there must weird. be a reason why they have that Maybe. do you think why, they why repurposed they? that tower for like wine storage or so something i think light? here's what i think you know we've got our built-in hygrometer which is useless yeah i think the hygrometer is up in that chamber so oh. they want that humidity to get access to that i, I don't know mm, could be oh, yeah 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 actually that's, that, that would explain sense. it that's yeah, probably what but it. that hygrometer is absolutely yeah it's, it's an analog one it's yeah it's it looks nice but yeah it doesn't do anything mm. hmm. how, how how off is the analog versus reality oh, it's, it's huge way off. <laughs> <laughs> well this is Bam's towers at 90 <laughs> i mean no no this is the thing you could calibrate i'm gonna run it. home right now <laughs> that's not that's not the first time bam said it's huge it's huge well <laughs> you could calibrate it and it would work perfectly i just didn't bother because i'm never going to trust an analog over a digital hydrometer uh, but the funny thing is given that i have not calibrated it it's actually only maybe four percent off so it's not really? far yeah hmm. if i calibrated it, it would be accurate but yeah i gotta look so it pops out yeah yeah, calibration is very important for your sure hygrometers. Yeah, I swear by you know people. Sometimes folks I see calibrate their their hygrometers with either a sixty eight or a seventy two bovida, and the problem with that is that ambient room humidity in a normal home is it's not far enough away to really do a true calibration. Mm -hmm. So I swear by that bovida uh, uh, calibration kit with the seventy five. Just to really push it a little further so that you make the hygrometer work, Yep. calibrate to that, and get, then throw it in your tower. Right, get it to 75, and they're all the same, Exactly. and you know you're good. Yeah, don't calibrate to 65 or 68. 
mm-hmm. because you're just not making the hygrometer point. work hard enough. Good point. That you're, you, I, I wouldn't call that an ac- accurate it's a great calibration. Point. Yeah. 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 Have you have you noticed like recently there was a change with the Boveda calibration? Like the app, the name has changed to Cigar oh, International. Yeah. Cigars yeah. International Cigars bought Boveda. Yeah. Boveda. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, in the recently. last month, yeah, month yeah, like or two, month or two ago, and yeah. I think I honestly, wow. you know, I think it's just data mining. I they only bought that app, they only bought that specific thing. They didn't buy Boveda itself, right? Mm. Um, Not the packs, just the uh, just that like, app. I think it's a data mining thing. They're trying to get the cigar user data wow. out of it, probably just to push them emails to sell cigars. Interesting. That's my bet. Wow. But yeah, I I did notice that. I don't have that app, but um. I do because of the, because of the butlers. Yeah, so that's a cigar international product now. Yeah, you know, that's how I found out. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, CI is emailing you yeah. deals for uh, factory seconds. Yeah. yeah, grinder. We know you need more Avo domains. <laughs> <laughs> Running low. <laughs> Running low. <laughs> Google knows Atlantic is my preference. <laughs> I love Atlantic. Atlantic's the best. They're great. It's only two women that listen to us, right? <laughs> Alexa and Siri. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell you Siri's my, you know, secret girlfriend. Yeah. Bam uses Siri a lot and it's always wrong and always it's always wrong. hilarious. Oh. Endless comedy. That's great. <laughs> All right, boys. So are you ready to do the formal liquor rating on the Basil Hayden's sure. Kentucky bourbon? Six. All right. Bam Bam, you're up. You're out of turn. <laughs> yeah, I am hovering between a six and a seven. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. I have to go six. Okay. Grinder. I'm a six as well. It's, you know, it's uninspiring. It's it is nice that it's not too harsh. You know, and it's 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 approachable. And you can get it anywhere. So yeah. it's a six. Okay. Senator? I'm in lockstep with these guys. It's a six. I mean, it's drinkable, but there's nothing that excites you about it. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Didn't need the calculator. Six there you go. since the first step. Yep. First sip, excuse me, and first step. Uh, it's a 6.0 for sure. Uh, the formal liquor rating on the Basil Hayden. Um, I, you know, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a mediocre bourbon. I think for the price, it's fine. If it were forty, fifty, sixty dollars, I think that would change things a little bit. But for thirty bucks, a 6.0 is. They have another one that they make. It's got a dark purple label. Yep. It's even worse. Really? It's like true cough syrup. Wow. Oh. Mm. All right. Any final thoughts on the uh, Don Pepin Garcia as we come to the end here? The blue label Lancero. Still outstanding. Yeah. I thought it was very, very good. About an inch and a half away. Yeah. I'm uh, about, a, uh, about an inch. An inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little, for, a little delicious, further ahead of you. Delicious. Yeah. All right. Rooster, you do ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on this thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, um, started off like a nice medium, and I think it ended up a l- little bit on the fuller side. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in between eight and nine, but I think it's a nine because for that price point, if you can get that much flavor out of a cigar, and we love the size, and I love the pigtail, it's a Lancero, one of our favorite Batolas. Um, it's a nine. Oh, yeah. Nine for me, too. Right with you. Everything you just said, I'm totally with you. This is. This has been another new world revelation for me. Nine all day. Senator? I'm in the exact same camp. Uh, it's a definite nine, a very strong nine. I think really across the board, it looks beautiful. The presentation's great. 
The construction is flawless. I honestly think this is one of the best constructed Lanceros I've ever seen. Agreed. Um, and the flavor delivers all the way through. I think, uh, like Rooster said, you know, it starts medium, it ends uh, medium full. Some might even say full. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's something in this cigar really for for everybody. Yeah. Grinder. I don't need to pile on. It's a nine for me uh, for all the same reasons. Awesome. And bam, bam. So I'm also at a nine. Ooh. I mean, it's uh, I, from the point of view of construction. The my father number four. The construction was also impeccable. Performance, great combustion as well. This just had a, a better kick in flavor. And if you go back and look at the rating that we rated, that we rated that guy an 8.3. One of us, one of us here rated it a six. Well, I think uh, Puba gave it a six. Yes, Gr- he did. Grinder gave it an eight. No, and- they were all nines except for Puba. No, Grinder was eight. eight. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this it's a great, it's a fair score. It's very accurate. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking at the scores. Puba was a six, Grinder was a seven. The re- the other five ah. of us. We're nines. Uh, it was a full house. The other five of us were nines. So right. that's how we ended up at 8.3. 8. And this is at a nine now. This is a 9.0. Very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to, I think Bam asked his question early on, which we prefer now all the way through this. Uh, for me, I definitely prefer this. Uh, totally. 100%. And, and honestly, had at the time we did the My Father Lancero, I had never had one of these yet. Yeah. Had I had this, I would have given that an eight and this a nine. But as always, the composite score works out because that you said yeah. was what an eight point three. Eight point three. It's yeah. uncanny, totally uncanny how it works out. Yeah, it yeah. works out every time. Yeah. It's totally accurate. I mean, yeah. So Wizard it, math never lies. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at some of the others. I mean, this is definitely performed. The Maestro del Tiempo, which is a Lonsdale, yeah, which is another cigar we loved, was also a nine point zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the La Palina Goli uh, Legito number two, which we did on a recent episode, was a six point eight, <laughs> and as we mentioned, the uh, My Father number four Lancero was an eight point three. Now the Ashton VSG Lonsdale, which, oh, yeah. which is not a Lonsdale, that's a cigar we we all went and we bought like boxes that. of. That was, yes. that was an eight point eight. So yeah. this did edge that out, and I think rightfully. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean the thing that this definitely edges that out on is construction. One mm. thing I will say with the Ashton BSG, I love the flavor of that cigar, but sometimes if you look at them, it's some too- of them don't look very pretty. It's toothy. It's yeah. got a very toothy wrapper. Yeah, the, yeah, this the wrapper on this is beautiful. It's, it's, it's impeccable. Like milk chocolate. And no thank, thank you, Rooster, for introducing us to this. Yeah, stuff. this was a great yeah, find. Well, I kind of just stumbled upon yeah. the My Father and this well, one. Well, don't say yeah. that. You're yeah. a master procurer. <laughs> <laughs> the procurer. We're waiting yeah. for it, Bam. Procure me a box. <laughs> <laughs> so the other cigar that we did uh, from My Father, Don Pepin, we did it on episode 23, was a cigar we did not love, which was My Father, the Judge, Oof. Uh, which came in at a 5.6. Oh, that was not a great cigar. No, I put that in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great fertilizer. But uh, yeah, so this is right up there with the Maestro del Tiempo as far as our long shorties, Lonsdales and Lanceros at a 9.0. So I think that's a perfect score for yep. this. So, all right, boys, great conversation. Great being with you tonight. We had a 6.0 on the Basil Hayden, uh, their regular issue, Kentucky bourbon. And we had a 9.0 on the Don Pepin Garcia blue label in Lancero. Strong recommend. Strong yes. recommend. For Absolutely. nine bucks, nine point zero nine bucks, run out and buy it. It's a must to have in your collection. I a agree. must. I'm very curious what Puba would rate this. That's a good question. I yeah. think he would like it, but let's have him smoke it. I, I think, think this it would is be definitely higher, more higher than the number than four. The, than my father. I agree. Sure. I agree. All right, boys. Great night. We'll see y'all next week.
Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>